Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, hey, Taylor. <laughs> Uh-oh. Hey, Mel. <laughs> I have a question for you. Hit me with it. Okay. What do you get if you cross a sheepdog with a rose? What? <laughs> a cauliflower? <laughs> no! Bok, bok, hello. Bok, bok, hello. Was that extra peppy? Yep, extra pep. You know your jokes bring me the extra pep. Right, yeah, it's all me. That's what's up. <laughs> hey, everyone. Thanks Welcome for tuning back in. to the Floof and Papa podcast. I am Mel, and over there is one very special Taylor. Oh, extra special. You're extra special today. Oh, no, baby. Pop, pop, pop. I have Aries allergy, even though I'm a Taurus. <laughs> oh, dear. Yep. <laughs> Have you uh, got a story for us yeah, today? Yeah, I do. It's called 173 pound dog loses more than half his weight. Whoa, How much is 173 pounds in kilos? I didn't look this up. A lot. Yeah, correct. A lot for a dog, right? It is 78.4 kilos. Whoa, buddy. Is it's, it a small? What kind of breed is This is a chonker of the highest degree. We met a chonker earlier today. We did didn't meet we? a chonker today. We met a really cute chonker. So basically, this dog looks like a table with like little legs. He's, oh damn! He's like this. I, you can't see what I'm doing, but he's he almost looks about a meter wide. Mm. He weighed 173 pounds, and the owner took him to the vet, and they just said that <laughs> he was the fattest dog they'd ever seen, and that he needed to lose roughly a hundred pounds. Whoa! So more than half his weight. So the previous owners had taken him to the vet. Um, actually to put him down. Oh, geez. Yeah, because he was having a hard time getting up. Um, and they were like, there's no life left in him. But the vet said, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. He still does have a lot of life left in him. Please, um, like, we're not going to kill him. Don't so the him. vet found a foster mom who was up for the challenge. When he got to the house, it took them probably oh, 20 minutes to get up the three stairs into the house. Oh, boy. So there's, uh, it's in a video. I'll, sh- yeah. I'll put the video in the show notes. Uh-huh. But um, really large. And Aww. she says she remembers saying to the vet, like, I don't, I don't know what to do with him. And the vet was like, look, anything you do is going to help him. So Pam was determined to help Kai, the, the dog, lose the weight. So mm-hmm. there's a video saying, do you want to go to the park? He literally couldn't do anything. He would walk a few steps and then he would just like lay down yeah. because he just, he couldn't move and it How would bring he her to tears. get like that? I, I don't know. Was it the previous owners and then they made him like that and then they wanted to put I would him imagine down? It's so, so awful. Like if you look at the, I'll show you the video. Yeah. If you look at the video, he's so large mm. that it, 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 he wouldn't have just grown that way. Like no. he wouldn't have been like, oops, if we've been feeding him too much, like you would have had to be giving him like extra treats, double dinner. Over like, a long never time. Him, yeah, for a long time mm. because dogs just don't, Dogs just aren't designed to put on that much weight no. unless they're not cared for. So, or they have, I can only imagine, like a condition. 
Yeah. Or they have, I don't know, doggy diabetes or doggy which is a thing. Thyroid problem. Yeah, thyroid problem, stuff yeah. like that. But it, it didn't appear that he had any of that or I'm not sure. It doesn't mention, but... Um, Irresponsible yeah. pet owners, previous owners. Yeah. So Pam was saying she remembers going to the dog park at first and he would just sit there and mm-hmm. he'd watch everyone play mm-hmm. and he'd just kind of look at me and I'd be like, buddy, I don't know if we'll ever get there, but we're going to try. Oh, so Bless she, Pam. Yeah. So she was a nurse. She used to work in cardiac rehab oh. and she said, look, we'll just start with the simplest thing, which is walking. And and putting on on a strict routine of diet and exercise. And part of the video, he's actually in like a water tank. Oh. So I don't know if you know, but one of the methods of um, rehab for a lot of people is hydrotherapy. Mm-hmm. So especially, I used to work in this industry a little bit. Yeah. But when you had a knee um, injury, because you can't weight bear on it, yeah. sometimes they'll start you off in hydrotherapy, which means yeah. you're kind of weightless in the water. Super so low impact. Can, yeah, super, super low impact. But it mm. means you can exercise. It means you can run. Yeah. It means you can start to develop those muscles without the weight bearing yeah, aspect. So awesome. there's actually a video of Kai in a tub of water, like trying to walk because he has had like too much weight. So, that must have been so exciting for him. Yeah, <laughs> totally. So she walked him three times a day, um, no treats, his food was monitored and every day we went out is what she's saying. Yeah. So at first he could walk maybe five or 10 steps and then stop and lay down. And then she thought maybe if I could get him in water, um, it would be way better for him, the buoyancy um, and for him to have full range of motion. So there's like another clip of him here where he's like floating in a pond, floating in a lake and he's making little strides through the water. Mm-hmm. And she's saying every day we would just get a little bit further and you were thinking, wow, like he he couldn't do that before. Um, and it shows him playing with a stick. And then one day he licked his back legs and sure enough, he started to um, prance along um, with speed and got faster and faster. <gasps> and then he'd run or he'd jump or something, or he'd do something new that he hadn't done before. He climbed up or he'd climb onto the bed. Um, and as you watch this video, which is kind of what I'm looking at, he gets like smaller and smaller. <laughs> and so he's gone, like, you won't believe it when you see it. Like definitely go check out the video if you're listening to this story. Um, he's really, really huge. Like not to be offensive or mean or anything or shaming, none of that, but he's just, a big honking dog and he just slowly <laughs> just gets a little bit smaller he can climb up on the bed he can walk so after a year of so much hard work Kai finally did it he lost 100 pounds far out which I believe is roughly like 50 kilos oh producer Zane was gone he helped me before but now he's gone <sighs> um and everyone at the local dog park was cheering him on and telling him he can do it. And Pam, she just says like, he showed me how to remain happy and positive and take really big goals and we break them down into tiny steps, which is basically mm. what she did with Kai. Love that. Um, Kai worked harder than any person or animal I've ever known in my life um, to get where he could be to enjoy life again. And by the end of the video that I'm watching, like he's running, like he's full jumping up and down. I'm going to cry at this video. I know he's in the snow, like running around, which is like obviously harder to walk on than just like pavement. Um, And then by the time she was done rehabbing him, she couldn't give him up because she was just fostering him to begin with. I can't remember if I mentioned that. Yeah. Um, She was fostering him. Uh, But yeah, by the end she was like, no, we have to keep him here. I'll show you the video of him at the start oh he chonky he's literally the chonk like he's the chonkiest whoa and he just like like go check out the video it's astounding um it's such a shame you know yeah you don't want an animal i'm sure it was quite painful for him um but he's just like one of the biggest dogs i've ever seen without even being 
like Poor a Saint guy. Bernard, or any. What do you think he is? Like he a, looks like a Labrador retriever yeah, a lab- or, or some kind of mix, maybe. Yeah. Um, but he's he's big. Like he's not. It's not like he's a you know. He's not like a toy poodle or something. Yeah, he's yeah. Just like gone out of control. He's he's a Labrador or something. Yeah, he's a big dog. He's still a big bone dog, but he just should not be. No. Oh, anyway, meat there you dog. go. So that was that's the. I'll send you the video, but um, um, definitely made me tear up a little bit. Think about him running through. Oh, out running through the snow. Running through the snow, but yeah, by the end, and they obviously like tracked his progress and and took lots of videos and stuff. Um, Warms the cockles of my heart. But isn't that so cute? Like he eventually just made it he lost a hundred pounds which is more than most people will ever do in their life yeah i feel like it's it's more hard to get your pet to lose oh yeah especially the weight if when your pet isn't making those conscious choices like we we've all been on diets or we've been on you know training um programs programs, and we've you know all of us i think at one point or another in maybe in the best way or maybe not have said thanks society thanks society have said look i want to lose weight or i want to get fitter or i want to mm. be more toned whatever the reason mm. um and it's really different when you're making the choice like will i have another chocolate yeah will i get up and run tomorrow morning yeah that's really different from a dog that just feels helpless and is yeah. lying there. you have to be the one to motivate mm. and then you can't give up because when you give up that's it for them like yeah. you know it's it's totally different it's not the dog saying I can't do this anymore. You have to, you have to do that. For How them. wild! So, anyway, I thought that was an interesting story. It was so good. Bless Pam. Came across my Facebook timeline, and I just thought I'd save that one for, for a day. So it's in video form. If you want to go check it out, really interesting stuff. All I've done is kind of consolidate the video to tell you the story. But yeah. um, definitely go check it out because it's kind of an amazing story. Do it. Join yeah. me in my tears. Yeah, you'll probably cry. I know you and you'll probably uh, cry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so cheer us up then. What breed have you got for us today? I have a bright, fun-loving, and upbeat breed, which oh, is what we need right it. now. Yeah. Um, it's called the Brittany. Oh, stop <laughs> it. Hit me, baby, one more time. That's it. Uh, yeah, the Brittany. Spelled B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y because there's a oh, million Brittany. spelling. Brittany. Yeah, nice. Yeah. What um, kind of dog is it? So it is... Uh, a, it, it kind of looks like me trying to describe my own words. It's like, I'm it kind of looks like a setter, like an Irish setter, but like smaller oh, face, it looks shorter like a hair. <laughs> she looks like a Britney. She looks like a Britney. Oh my gosh, cute. Yeah, real precious. Um, Very precious. They are, <laughs> so they're smaller than setters, but leggier than spaniels, which yeah. I think is a great description. Yeah, that's a good description. Standing at about 20 inches at the shoulder. Uh, they're quite boldly patterned. Yeah, they are. Uh, kind of usually, like a cow. yeah, they got like little like cow splotches, but in like but reddish, reddish. Yeah. yeah. So the coat comes in combinations of white and vivid orange and liver, which is reddish brown, as we've said. Liver before. always weirds me out as a color. It was a bit gross. I'm like, please don't call it liver. <laughs> uh, That's they nasty. They're just they're real pretty, uh, rugged and strong, but smooth, clean, and quicker foot. What? Quick afoot. Oh, I thought you said quick afoot. Quick afoot. Which you did, but <laughs> I just one didn't word. understand what you meant. <laughs> Uh, the face has the softness surprised by bird dog lovers. I was going to say bird loving dogs. Let me say that sentence again. The what? face have the softness. Oh my God, words. The face has the softness prized by bird dog lovers. Face has the softness prized by bird dog lovers. Okay. So people that love bird dogs loves, they love, love they the love softness. They love Britney. They yeah. love Britney. <laughs> uh, they have high set ears uh, that convey the breed's essential eagerness. Do you reckon there's a person in the world named Brittany that has a Brittany dog? I hope so. I really hope so too. 
if you- Are they a popular breed? I've never heard of them before. Um, so I actually came across this looking up because I realized we always talk about quite um, strange breeds or not as popular breeds just because it's interesting. But I was like, we don't talk much or too much about really popular breeds. No, not really. So well, I looked we've up done the top- a lot, actually. Yeah, we we've, have. We've gotten through quite a bunch of them. Um, but I looked up top 50 popular breeds to see like what we haven't talked about. And yeah. this was in it. Nice. Um, which is interesting because I don't, I don't top, think I see them around. Top 50 by AKC or top 50 It was just like in America yep. random okay. thing. Nice. Yeah. So the zeal and versatility that make Brittany's, well, Brittany's peerless hunters can be channeled into dog sports. Obedience, Cute. agility, fly ball, dock diving, you name it. Love some fly ball. Right. This trainable breed is up for it. The Brittany is a nice fit for those seeking an all-purpose hunting parter, parter, part. Partner? Yeah. <laughs> yep. A dog sport teammate. What? <laughs> or a companion in sync with an upbeat outdoorsy family life. Um, I just want to talk about where they come from. So Brittany or Brittany is the westernmost region of France, surrounded by the English Channel to the north and the Bay of Biscay to the south. It was here hundreds of years ago that French hunters developed what is today considered one of the world's most versatile bird dogs, capable of working on duck, woodcock, pheasant and is it is it peasant no it's pheasant Pheasant. it was the previous bird that made me laugh (laughs) (laughs) partridge just about anything with feathers the britney first comes into historical focus in paintings and tapestries of the 17th century they are very they have such a classic look about them they do yeah they they make me think they're british though but you said they were popular in america they look yeah they look popular in america Yeah, yeah it's true uh the frequency with which Brittany type dogs appear in the portraits and pastoral scenes by French, Flemish and Dutch masters of the period suggests that liver and white pointing dogs were quite common in Western Europe. The Brittany is a rustic dog whose original devotees were medieval peasants. I was going to say pheasants because the bird, but I meant medieval peasants <laughs> and poachers. <laughs> same, same, yeah. really. <laughs> uh, people for whom thriftiness was a way of life. Unable to support a full kennel, they placed a premium on dogs capable of being all-purpose workers. The versatility bred into the Britneys in long-ago French countryside had never left the breed. Uh, has never left the breed. The Britney was introduced to America in 1931. In 1934, the AKC, which is, uh, by the way, what I'm reading off of at the moment, AKC website, uh, registered its first dog of the breed, then called the Britney Spaniel. I think... So as a kid, I had a breed book growing mm-hmm. up. That's what I read. Classic. <laughs> um, which is why I can randomly point out dog breeds on the street every now and then. Um, <laughs> um, and I'm pretty sure in it, even though that was only 1934, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I thought you had, <laughs> when you read me. the breed book was 1934. <laughs> and I was like, wow, you do not show your age. <laughs> oh, I thank you. Um, I'm pretty sure that dog breed book back then. So early no, late, late 2000s, uh, noughties. It was still called the Britney Spaniel in that book, which I think is interesting. Uh, but in France, the breed is still known as Le Pagnol Breton or Britney Spaniel. During the 20th century, American and French lines diverged. By mid-century, the US breed fancy considered the US breed fancy. Is fancy a noun? The US breed fancy. considered um, Yeah, like of collectors? Like, um, oh, of course. Like pigeon fanciers are people that 
collect and look after pigeons. Sure. So I would assume I had a, the breed I had a lecturer that was a pigeon fancier. So that's what I always think of. Bizarre. It was, he always talked about his pigeons and I studied <laughs> journalism. So it was really weird, but like, I just remember that. Anyway, weird. Um, so I think a fancy is like people that collect and look after a group sure. of hybrid things. things. Animals, creatures. I think, don't yes. quote me. Uh, so the US breed fancy considered their Britneys more pointers than Spaniels in working style and the AKC breed named was shortened to Brittany in 1982. Man, I must have been reading a really old or poorly researched breed book. Anyway, under any classification, Britneys are happy, durable hunting companions prized for stamina and an excellent nose for birds. They are among America's most popular and successful field dogs. Over the years, hundreds of Britneys have earned the AKC's elusive dual champion title, indicating a dog that is both a handsome showman in the ring <laughs> and a capable gun dog in the field. That's their, um, like, not Tinder, but, like, dog dating profile. <laughs> handsome showman in the ring, capable gun dog in the field. <laughs> Amazing. Um, some fun facts is that the Britney was named for the French province in which it originated, which I said before. Uh, it was September 1st in 82 that its name was changed to Brittany. Uh, the first Brittany standard outlined, uh, the first standard was outlined in 1907 and it was introduced into the US in 1931. And yeah, so let's talk about uh, just its care and its life. <laughs> um, uh, high quality dog food as usual it's got this like so it's either flat or wavy coat and it's mostly fairly short and requires minimal grooming which is nice uh so normally you want to do like a two to three times a week brushing it's low maintenance but that's ideal for anyone really yeah two to th- anyone any dog um and it I sheds- wish someone would brush me two to three times a week i would so be not me <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> I'm not volunteering to do that. I was just going to say I would so be down for the same service. I was like, yes, please. <laughs> we live together and now I expect you to brush my head two to three times a week. And now you have like, <laughs> I meant like dry brushing. If someone could dry brush my body two to three times a week. I want somebody else to do that to me. That's creepy as No, it's hell. odd. It's, it's odd, but I would accept it. <laughs> um, seasonal shedding. Exercise wise, they are really, really bright, really high energy. Um, bread to hunt. So they need a lot of exercise mm. um oh this is cute this is more part of the dating profile he enjoys long brisk <laughs> walks and hikes on or, the beach <laughs> yeah or running on a leash alongside his human yeah i maybe i should look into britney's in adoption centers surely maybe. there aren't that many i don't think i've ever seen one i would be worried i'd spill like a drink on it and then i would stain its coat like it's so pretty <laughs> That is such an odd thing to be worried about. Do you know what I mean though? Like it just just looks so like pretty and porcelain. Like I don't want to spill anything on it. (laughs) Not that I've ever, oh, that's a lie. I was going to say, not that I've spilled things on a dog before, but I've definitely eaten pasta and accidentally dropped it on my dog's head. (laughs) I think she would have really appreciated that. (laughs) Yeah, she wasn't mad. But like, (laughs) do you know what I mean though? Like I wouldn't want to just like spill a drink on her and be like, I'm so sorry, I got your coat dirty. Um. Popping on over now to dogtime.com because I just want to look at uh, living, living with this dog. Uh, They are super friendly. Five out of five stars friendly. Five out of five stars for affectionate with family, incredibly kid friendly and dog friendly and generally super friendly towards strangers as well. Um, But they're not great for apartment living. Um, They're all right for novice owners. 
uh, because they're super sensitive and, you know, high yeah. exercise and need to be trained. Um, they're not good with being alone, but they are good with cold and hot weather. So that's cool. Very cool. Uh, yeah. And again, really trainable, high exercise um, and 10 to 13 year lifespan. That's nice. That's pretty, pretty good. Good solid dog yeah. years. Yeah. They're real Ooh. cute. Men are men. They're they really, really pretty. Cute. Yeah. Just like really. I'd be surprised if you found them in adoption centers actually because they're quite aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. They don't seem like your typical like. But you say I like recently I saw like a like a Marema sheepdog. Like really beautiful breed. So you're like how'd you end up here you poor thing. Yeah. Um, I mean you do that with all of them. Yeah. Not that anyone deserves (laughs) to be in a a shelter. But like still. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's it for me. I just. It's so beautiful. It's such a beautiful dog. Cute. Send us photos if you have one. If you have one, please. Okay. Cool. So do you have a tip and trick? I have it from (laughs) the dog people. Love that. Thank you, dog people. by Rover.com. I don't know what that means, but that's the website I'm on. Rover. Have you ever met a dog called Rover? No. That's such a big thing for such a long time. It's an American thing, I think. The name Rover. Yeah. Eight tips to dog proof your Christmas tree (gasps) and tree proof your dog. Nice. Happy December, everyone. I'm pretty sure this is December. No. Yes, it is. Yes, it's. I think today the fourth, the fourth of December. December. Yeah, happy December, everyone. (laughs) Uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Tell us about. Or if you don't celebrate Christmas, happy holidays. Happy holidays. Um, If you put up anything festive, a Hanukkah Mm. bush, perhaps. why are you laughing? Or just uh, just have a tall plant with decorations. Or if you have a with decorations, lights on it. This might be for you. <laughs> so, nothing makes a cuter holiday picture for your dog than posed in front of the Christmas tree. Christmas. But dogs and Christmas trees aren't, sorry. <laughs> so much easier to say Christmas than Christmas. Christmas. Um, aren't always the perfect mix. Decorated trees pose hazards to dogs like breakable ornaments, electric lights, and curious dogs can be hazardous to your tree. Mm. So, step tip step tip one is go artificial christmas movies use tipped over trees as comedic device but there's nothing funny about a falling tree indoors true invest in a quality stand to secure the base of the tree and to prevent possible injury to curious pets place the tree in a corner and securely anchor to the ceiling or wall oh i've never thought of that that's a good tip um i also have like a mini tip for that if you don't want to invest in like a secure base you can also just get sandbags for really cheap little ones that fit in the yep you know how like they're kind of pronged yep yep on the tripody bit on yeah. the bottom yeah just but that are sealed well there. so that they don't burst open the sandbags yeah and the sand. <laughs> not ideal <laughs> uh, so to anchor your tree loop some fishing line around the trunk and tie it to an anchor such as a molly bolt Molly in the bolt. wall behind it <laughs> you could also tie the line around the top of the tree and try it in um screw it into the ceiling that means if your dog gives a leap or a bump um it's not gonna fall over true um you could also create an alarm to alert you if the tree is in danger simply place aluminum foil or a can filled with beans on the tree's <laughs> bottom limbs a bean can if your dog of course. starts nosing around the tree you'll hear it in time to intervene That's oh kind of yeah. <laughs> so the second tip is start with a bare tree before you decorate the tree leave it up for a few days this will help your dog get used to having a tree in the house so they'll be more likely to leave it alone once it's covered in lights and baubles clever um after a few days of the bare tree chances are your dog will lose interest entirely so that's mm. kind of a, a fun tip yeah uh <laughs> three be wary of electrical cords and then there's just a picture of a dachshund wrapped in wrapped christmas tree in christmas lights, lights. Wrapped which in is very cords. cute but also <laughs> v concerning 
<laughs> but anyway. Oh dear. Um. Oh, her name's Lola. Lola the Dachshund. Dachshund. That's mm, cute. Christmas Dachshund. Bright shiny lights are hard to resist, but they can be dangerous to your dog. Not only can they get tangled, but if they're a chewer, um, there's a risk of electric shock. So if you put lights on your Christmas tree, just leave the bottom branches bare. Um, you should also secure cords leading to and from the tree. Hide cords with the tree skirt or decorative package or use adhesive back cord clips to keep them off the floor out of reach. Right. So start them a little bit higher um, and make sure you don't have any cords hanging around. Uh, step four, tip number four, is put fragile ornaments on higher branches. Um, your big happy dog with a big wagging tail can be lethal. Lethal? lethal to delicate christmas <laughs> decorations broken decorations may be a choking hazard or cause poor and mouth injuries um to keep your family heirloom safe and protect your dog from broken glass put fragile ornaments towards the top of the tree or switch to plastic altogether depending on how rambunctious and curious your dog is you may want to leave the bottom third of the tree just bare um no food on the tree did you ever oh. used to hang like candy canes on your tree yeah yeah, yeah i guess i did we used to hang candy canes. i didn't think of that yeah, because I was like, what could they be talking about? And then I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, also popcorn garlands. People make like cranberry and popcorn oh, garlands. I've never been that person. I neither, but they look cool. Also probably um, like gingerbread something. Yeah, you're right. Cookie ornaments, candy canes. Um, holiday treats make beautiful decorations, but they're no-no for dogs. So leave the popcorn for eating. Try a dog-friendly paper garland on the tree instead. I think we would call it tinsel. Yes, yes, yes. I don't yes. know about garland. Paper, anyway. I don't know if we really use paper garland I don't garland think we so often much. use paper garland. But if you make your own, like the paper chains? Yeah, I used to do that. Mm. And my sister was like, it looks ugly, take it down. How dare, Chelsea, <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> Put the chocolate away too. It's one among the most dangerous food for dogs. During the holiday season, it's important to keep candy completely out of your reach. So this is a little bonus tip from me. Mm. If you have kindly gotten your family chocolates, or mm-hmm. fudge like I used to buy for my dad for Christmas. Yeah. Don't wrap it and put it under the tree before Christmas because your dog will find it. Yeah. Um, that, don't want don't made want that, that mistake when I was about 10. Oh no. So don't, even if you're gifting treats, maybe put them up on a bookshelf near the tree or just leave yeah. them in your room or somewhere their dog's not going to get it. Yeah. Because uh, the very good dogs will sniff it out and unwrap it themselves. Yeah. Just a warning. Even if it's wrapped in a tin. Oh, they know. In a box, they know what's up. Yeah. So oh, yeah. you're going to have to rewrap anyway. So just keep it out of sight. If my old deaf dachshund can do it, yeah. your, your dog, dog can definitely can do it. Definitely do it. <laughs> um, keep toxic plants out of reach or make them fake. So holly, mistletoe, poinsettia, yet there's whatever that is poinsettias maybe i don't know common holiday house plants are potentially toxic to dogs Hmm. so if you decorate with any of those things again i don't think they're as common in australia we don't get that many also because we're hot also because we're hot but i know in colder countries northern hemisphere america um they have a lot of those stuff um so if you're decorating with anything of like that um, make sure you keep it out mm. of the way of your dogs. Um, and while pine needles aren't particularly toxic, they are small and sharp and can cause injury in your dog's mouth or intestine. Oh, so if they swallow a pine needle off the tree, um, they could get quite sick or oh, injured. So don't do that. Um, candles, keep them high up and off the tree. So candlelight makes the holidays cozy and bright, but open flames and dogs don't mix. So aside from the fire hazard of having a candle clo- too close to a tree, which was a mistake a lot of people make around oh the holidays, no um, keep it away from your dogs as well. Um, 
And tip eight is save the presents for Christmas morning. So sometimes it's not a matter of dogs and Christmas trees, but dogs and what's under the trees. Mm. Um, yeah, so maybe this was kind of what I mentioned just before. Keep your Christmas gifts safe and protect your dog from ingesting something they shouldn't. Don't leave presents under the tree. Wait for Santa to come on Christmas Eve. Wake up to gifts that the dog hasn't licked. Um, yeah. And I guess that applies with stuff like soft toys too. Yeah. If, you're, if you have a baby and you're giving them something that jangles or squeaks, sometimes dogs can find that. And yeah. Like, oh, it's a toy for me. Um, all that kind of stuff. So make sure that you're not leaving any of that up to chance. And yeah. Any of those toys are left far, far away. And that's my little tips Love for those. a dog-friendly Christmas. Um, they apply very much so to babies as well, which will be it'll be my first Christmas with my niece this <laughs> with year. With your niece, yeah. yeah. So and I might might tell yeah, my mom. A lot of it is probably relevant for childproofing. You don't want anything kids can grab onto and also knock cats. Down. Cats as well. Cats, yeah, Pippa knocks down Chelsea's tree quite often. <laughs> that is she not puts it up safe. really early so that by Christmas she sensitizes. <laughs> yeah, but they they only put like one thing of tinsel and like a couple of plastic baubles that don't yeah. put a star or anything on it. Because yeah, smart. especially with cats, they can jump. Yeah, they really can high. climb into them. Yeah, or they can climb them, or they can get on a table and then jump onto the tree. Yeah. So if you have cats, those tips probably or a apply really also crafty, or really dog. dexterous dog. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but now it's Christmas season, so you know what we want to see. We want to see your Christmassy Christmas dog photos. If you've been to Kmart, and I know you have, they have some pretty awesome um, costumes. Oh, so yeah. If your dog can stay in the costumes, I know some of them can't, and if they do, if they don't like it, don't force them. But and check out if your dog can stand it, make sure we get some photos. Check out your uh, local dog. Uh, shelter as well because I was working a couple weekends ago at the RSPCA Santa Paws. You can get, Cute. you can go there, and all the money goes towards this, uh, goes towards the shelter, obviously. Yeah. Um, and you can get little little Christmas set photos with your dogs, so like cute. just the dogs or you and a family photo. There's quite a few um, places that do that. So now many that you can bring your dog, but um, yeah, please in- investigate the charitable ones first. See yeah, if you can make it to an to an RSPCA or something like that rather than just a. A Christmas, Christmas, yeah, yeah. Santa. I know people got to work, but you might as well donate to charity rather yeah. than, um, yeah, just go to the shops. So tis the season of giving. Um, so check us out on your socials. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And thank yeah. you so much. We just hit two thousand three hundred likes <gasps> on Facebook. Hi guys! So that is awesome. Um, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Yeah. Uh, check us out. We're Floof and Papa. F L O O S P U W P E R. Um, you can also find us at TNC Podcast. That's mm-hmm. our network. That's not Canon. Um, thank you for hosting us another week. Thank you. And go check out some other great shows on our network. Also, guys. Email me your cute dog photos. You don't even have to write a subject line. <laughs> she just, just like, wants pictures. Just send me your dog photos. And then we'll mention you in the podcast and it'll be cute. Fluff and then we'll be best friends. Podcast at gmail.com That's if the one. you want to indulge Mel in your pet photos. Please do. <laughs> I need um, it. <laughs> anyway, that's all from us. <laughs> um, and we will catch you guys next week. Have a, a happy and dog-filled week. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Bork, bork, goodbye. Bork, bork, goodbye. The Disney vs. Disney Debates podcast is all about finding the answer to one simple question. What is the best Disney movie of all time? <laughs>
Maybe the question isn't that simple. So join us every Saturday as hosts from all across That's Not Canon fight for their movies in one-on-one debates, moderated by me, Zane C. Weber, in order to decide once and for all which of Disney's beloved classics or recent hits will take the crown. Save it for the show. Available now on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever you find podcasts. A That's Not Kind of Productions podcast. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.